Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Do you have any stories? If you have any ghost stories, do you ever see a ghost? Do you believe in the afterlife? Do you think people come back to life and they haunt a house? Ooh. Or, indeed, uh, what were your Halloween traditions as a child? They're very different to the traditions we have now when you look around us. Nowadays, it just seems to be to startle people with bangers and fireworks. And in our day, it was a bit more traditional, wasn't it? We didn't have the fancy costumes that kids have nowadays either. Your father or mother would throw you in a black plastic bag and pretend you are a witch. Or my, dad, my ma would get one of my dad's old suits put a few rips and dirt, bit of dirt on it and send me out as a tramper or something like that. So what did you do in your Halloween traditions? And what traditions did you have in the house for Halloween? We don't, all those traditions are gone. The barn brack with the ring in it, I don't think that exists anymore because they'd be afraid kids would choke on it. Or your mother would put 10p in a bit of tin foil and put it in the dinner. The cold cannon, as they used to call it, and the potatoes on Halloween. So tell us your traditions of Halloween and tell us, do you believe in the afterlife and ghosts? Let me go to Chris. Chris, hi. Hi, Niall. Happy Halloween. Same to you. Listen, before we go anywhere, how are you doing with the cigarettes? Oh, you don't want to know, Chris. I'm the one that told you I'd go out them with you. I know. I know. I Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I was supposed to have a meeting with the Alan Carr people Saturday before last but it's a five-hour yeah, session. That. It's a five-hour session. And unfortunately, that day, I had a personal issue to attend to, so I couldn't do it. So they promised they will do it with me again. That was an ex- just an excuse. No? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't give me that rubbish. I felt for that when I had to go to a funeral, so I had to have a smoke with a stop. Nah, you're right. You're right. It is an excuse, Chris. I'm not going to make but, excuses. Uh, yeah. I'm the, I'm the one that texted you that you should have got the Jerry Ryan show. Oh, thanks very much. Thanks, Chris, for having all that faith in me. Well, I did. Did you get it? Yeah, I did. I did. Thanks for yeah, having I my faith. I was the one that said anyone should have got it, you should have. Ah, thank you, Chris. So, Chris... No, I mean that, and I meant that not being a licky-licky. I, I just... Your program should have been in the morning where you would have packed... I mean, RTE, they, they made a million with advertisement with Jerry Ryan. Well, they did. They made a lot of money out of Jerry Ryan. They didn't do it. And Lord, Lord of mercy on him. I thought he was great now. But the way he died was his own business. And that's another that's another nice walk. Yeah. Now, talking about, I'm 62 years of age. Halloween, to me now, when I was a young I lived in North Great Georgia Street. Yep. You probably know it off Farnell Street. I do. I know exactly. That's where, what's the senator, what's his name, lives there? Um, senator David Norris. David Norris. Three doors away from me. That's right, yeah. He does. Yep. Yeah, a gentleman as well. Wonderful man. I hope yeah, he, I hope he's well. He's had. He's been unwell a few times in the last he couple of years. Been, yeah, I ring him now and again. Yeah. He's a very pleasant guy. Big games at Joyce and all that. But anyway, yeah. but I remember going around knocking at the doors and they do have crushies. I remember that, yeah. You know, it'd be a handful of pennies. Yeah, they'd throw it in the air. And they'd be killings. <laughs> they would, yeah. <laughs> so they you used know, to do that at weddings to... outside churches and stuff like that as well. Yeah, you that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but the gas thing is, North Great Georgia Street, you have to remember, they were all tenement houses. And every, there wasn't, we weren't very rich in the 70s, you know. Mm. But um, the likes of David Norris or someone to throw out a handful of coins and he'd give us an apple and... Um, few peanuts or you know all them nuts and things yeah is Dave, by but, the way David the, Norris is David Norris living there all his life no no 
No, I'm li- I was born and raised in 1961 in Oakridge, Odyssey. Right. And I'm 62 now, if that's correct. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is correct. Anyway, yeah, no, he moved in about oh, nearly 40 years ago. Right, okay, okay. He's been there it's a long massive, time. He was, the only, he was the only house in Georgia Street that had a phone. So Mrs. Murphy collapsed next door. You could knock at David Norris and ask him, could you use his phone for an ambulance? <laughs> right. And those buildings would be all quite old now, all those old buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Well, the gas thing is, there's a lot of a lot of Georgian people up there. I lived in it all my life, and Tony Gregory got my mum and dad a house just up off Dorset Street, near um, near um, Joe Triangle Pub. And is there much activity of the spirit kind in those houses? Well, well I don't know. We never went to any of the ghoulie ghosts or any of that. <laughs> no, house. no. No, we weren't really. I tell you, the nearest thing was, um, there was a man that lived up the top, and he was sort of a very, um, always, always um, kept to himself. But when he'd go out at night, he'd give you the creeps. Now, he'd give you the creeps if you were 40 years of age, so mind being the youngest. <laughs> yeah. He had that look. The know? look, the look. I know the look you're talking yeah, about, yeah. You say to him, good night. Good night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Good yeah, night. I'm saying good night to him again. <laughs> no, but I mean, was, and the gas thing is, afterwards, he passed away and his funeral was packed. That was probably a lot of people there to make sure he was dead. <laughs> but by the way I hate to be disrespectful to the man but but here's the thing do, do you remember those traditions that your parents would have had at Halloween oh, oh yeah yeah and what were they like oh, my what, mother, what would you do my mother my mother going to Mercery and she'd get apples oranges nuts the whole shebangs make up little parcels because you have to remember there was about 60 children living in the houses in Georgia Street yeah and they'd be knocking and the minute my mother would come in They'd be knocking again. Knocking again. And my mother would say, I just might put an armchair out and sit out with the hall. <laughs> and you'd be worn out. A trail worn because to the she, door, yeah. Well, I know she had arthritis, so she was sick again above the armchair and back and forth. My father was a barman, so he didn't see any of it. He was walking nights. And what about, what about, did you play any games, Halloween games in the house? Yeah, you did the apple in the in the bowl of water. Yeah, yeah, remember that. I was con- I was convinced my father was trying to drown me. Because <laughs> well, he father, yeah, he put he put his hand. You'd have the hands behind your back. The apple That's would right. be in the bucket of water or the basin of water, and you had to bite yeah. into the apple. And then he'd be going, "Would right. you put your head down on the water?" And he'd be pushing, he'd be pushing your head down. Yeah, well, maybe it was maybe it was the only wash you had, man. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, well, Chris, stay there for a second. Let me go to Maureen. Maureen, hi. How are you? Go ahead. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Hello, Chris. Maureen. Yeah. Maureen. How are you doing? What were your Halloween traditions in Cork? In Cork? Well, the Inclana Kilty, West Cork. Um, well, as a child, you see, I'm an only child, right? So I would have known what it would be like to be with siblings, but I had two grand uncles that lived with us because my mother cared for them. Yeah. And it was just, you know, the apple hanging down from the ceiling and one in the basin and you did the barn brack. Yeah. Oh, this is the money in the bar. The money or the ring in the bar. No, the money was in yeah, the, the, bar, the food, the dinner. But the barn, yeah, but the barn brack those days are much bigger than they are today, like. But there's no ring and in the barn brack, is there anymore? That's gone, isn't it? No, there is. You could, you could swallow there it. There is still. <laughs> it depends could. on what you get, which barn brack you get, but 
they were much bigger as, in those days as well. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I now I don't correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think they put the money in the ring anymore, or the ring in the money, no. sh- the ring in the, the bar- brack. Sorry, no, I don't think they put it in because they're afraid somebody might choke and sue them. Well, there was up until I, yeah. last year, one of my grandchildren got it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but um, in, but in those days they had you know they did a piece of rag, yeah, and they had a bit of stick. You don't have those now either. Morning, morning. And there was a pea. What was the what was the yeah. rag in the, hang on Chris? What was the rag in the stick for? Um that was poverty, I think. Oh, okay. And what was the P? Yeah, you grew up poor, yeah, yeah. And there was a P as well. What was that? I forget what the P was now, to be honest with you. I can't remember. Yeah, so- I can't remember that was far, but I remember it. I, I do remember it. And then my granduncles might sit down and, you know, we'd be sitting maybe around the fire and they'd be telling me not not too many ghost stories, but they were more into the the, the tales, the myths, you know, the fairies and the leprechauns and and the white lady and the yeah the white and the yeah the, and the banshee oh, the banshee no, oh yeah sorry, sorry Chris sorry, yeah sorry, go on Linda. yeah um, there was a man you were talking about ghosts and spirits I asked a man once did he believe in spirits he says vodka Jameson whiskey <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 take it see a few ghosts after a few glasses of that all right yeah probably <laughs> well I haven't drank in seventeen years yep what was that what was the place of course everybody talked about in Dublin was the Hellfire Club. Which was up there in the oh, mountains yeah, in yeah, Dublin. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, I walked I walked in the Welcome Inn in Parnell Street. Yeah. Oh, what was the other, um, what's the name sorry for interrupting you, Chris, but it'd be close to you, the Black Church. Black Church will be up the street from me, yeah. Yeah, so and the the, the story was if you walked around the Black Church backwards. Yeah, you had to walk backwards, didn't you? Backwards or something like that, yeah. Yeah, you saw the devil. And say, if you walked around it backwards ten times, you'd see more than the devil, I'd say. Yeah, but when I was thinking, I saw the devil by just walking around it once. Yeah, who was that? <laughs> it was oh, a Charlie Hockey or somebody you met, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But still, let's stay there, Maureen and Chris. Margaret, hi, how are you? How are you, Niall? Are Go- you well? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hello, Margaret. Ooh, how are you? <laughs> Hiya, guys. How are you? Happy Halloween, G. Thank you. Hi, Margaret. Okay, Margaret, do you have a ghost story or something for us or something creepy? Well, now. Yeah. uh, On the way, you know the way you come off the roundabout there for Dunabate? Yeah. And you go on the Hearst Road? Yeah. Right, the story is that's how they got the name, the Hearst Road. How? Many, many years ago. Yeah. There was uh, a person killed on the Hearst Road. And when they were bringing the coffin back into the church in Dunabase, uh, there was people going to a particular corner on that road to meet the, the, the body coming. And it was in the winter months, so it'd be like around now, you know, so it'd yeah. be dark early. Yeah. And when the hearse was coming, there was nobody driving the hearse. Right. But there was a coffin in the back. Yeah. And then when I went up the road and went over, over, over the bridge, right? Yeah. Completely disappeared. Oh, God. Yeah. Just vanished, like. So, yeah. So if you go on the Harris Road at 12 o'clock at night and you come to this particular corner, they say even still today you can see it. Oh, God. But you must believe. Right. Yeah. Wait, I tell you the story, right, guys? that is or not okay. I couldn't tell you let me, I've never seen it let me tell you a little story okay so there's a story it was to do with a guy in Dunabase as far as I remember 
but he went to a mm-hmm. show and it was at a circus where there was a guy who people kind of feared. He was meant to be a magician, I think. And he went in to see this magician one day himself and his wife and his son had just passed away. So the magician was up on the stage and he said, I need a volunteer from the audience. So the guy said, okay. Mm-hmm. So he came up and he up onto the stage and the magician said, have you got a watch? And he says, yeah, just this one here. He said, it was my son's. He said he passed away recently and I bought it for him for his birthday. And he said, can I have it? And he said, yeah. So he took it off. He says, don't worry, won't harm it. So he took the watch off and he put the watch in a bag and he took out this big hammer and he started smashing the watch on the table. Yeah, yeah, smashing it. And then he went, Shazagazam, Shazagazam. And he emptied the bag and all the bits of the watch all fell out onto the table. Guy was devastated. It was his son's watch, the only memory he had of him, crying his eyes out. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, the trick went wrong. And he said, you better go back down to your seat. Oh, your man was devastated. The wife couldn't even console him. So just as he was leaving the tent, the circus tent, one of the guys, the porters, came over to him and said, the magician wants to see you in his, you know, his changing room. He says, oh. He said, yeah, he might want to apologize to you or something. And he said, okay. So he goes back to the magician's changing room walks in the door and the magician says take a seat he said okay so he said and he said listen very sorry about the watch he said the man said I'm devastated he said that's okay so with that the magician reaches over and there's a plate and there's three donuts on it and he says to him here take a jam donut and the guy takes the jam donut he says open it up and he pulls open the jam donut Guess what was inside it? The watch. No, jam. I know, I'll just start telling this. See, it's all about the way you tell the story, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. You have me on the edge of um, speech. Maureen was nearly pissing herself there. Sorry, Maureen. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I yeah. remember my um, my granduncle. Because you know the people at those times now, like for for down here, for example, you see, would have been known during the time of the civil war and that, like Rebel County, there was an awful lot of things went on. But and he would have been out, you know, maybe helping the farm or something. In those in that time, they walked night and day. But he was telling me this story. It's Jack O'Lantern. I'm probably probably heard of it. And Tell us the story, Tell us the story. Yeah, he, no, he was coming home one night. And he took a shortcut, as you would, through a field. You know, if you're living in a country, you know all the fields. Yeah, you know all the fields, yeah. Country. So he got in, he said he'd take a shortcut home. Yeah. Well, he said mm. he was about almost two hours in the field. He couldn't get out of it. Why? He knew where the gate was. But when he arrived at the gate, the gate wasn't there. Because the light was in front, his light was in front of him. And it, my grandmother said, I knew what it was. He said, it was, it was this jack-o'-lantern, right? This is the fact that he's supposed to lead you astray, if you like. Right. But he knew where the gate was, and every time he, he'd walk towards the gate, and when he'd get there, there was nothing there. Right. So he was walking around in, his, in around the field for almost, almost two hours before he finally got out of the field. And Margaret, do you, do you believe um, in ghosts, Margaret? Sorry for interrupting you, Maureen, but do you believe in ghosts, um, Margaret? I haven't seen them, but I, 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 you can feel the presence. Mm. You know, yeah, as if 
there's somebody kind of at your back and you say, oh. you know the way you deal with saying of, oh, somebody walking on my grave, you yeah, know? Yeah, you feel a bit of a draft going you know through that, you. Yeah, that yeah. kind of a, a chill, mm. you know? And kind of when I get into bed at night, I talk to do very round my back. <laughs> <Where's it on? laughs> why do you, why? In case someone gets in. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> why do you talk to duvet at your back? Because I, I kind of get a chill in my back. <laughs> See, when you're in the bed on your own, you need your head's very hard. <laughs> uh, you, probably you, just need, you probably just need an electric blanket. Can't be an electric blanket. <laughs> I've well, got you can't have electric blankets and fucking price of electricity. Ah, but you can, you can, nowadays, the, now the electric blankets nowadays are not as bad on electricity. They're kind of lower wattage. But yeah, I have an electric blanket. Yeah. I, I couldn't be without it. There's nothing worse than yeah. getting into a cold yeah. bed. Oh, I have to heat myself well, and know, carrying we, up. We, do you know what I mean? We, we used to play... Um, um, I can do other things to hot yourself up when you stop now. Well, we, we do them things too, but I'm just saying, you like to be warm when you're doing those things. <laughs> <laughs> get over here. Just... It's a chilly willy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get a chilly willy, Maureen. You're right. <laughs> I need your willy mama. Yeah, but Margaret, when you were young, what were the traditions at Halloween? What, what did you do? Well, we went out, Mum, and, and then we'd go home, and then we'd sit and we'd have a little party. And then my mother used to do permanent night duty, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, my daddy'd be at home. And uh, we'd sit at the table and he'd knock off the lights and he'd have a, a candle uh, light on the window ledge, you know. Right. And he'd say, now be back in a minute and nobody move. And the next thing he'd come in the door and he'd, he had uh, some soot and he'd put all soot all around his face and he'd have a black bag and his black trousers on him and black gloves. And next thing you come in the door and you would And you said, I'll shit yourselves. You know? Yeah. And we'd be all there. And we'd say, oh, daddy, help us, daddy, daddy. <laughs> you know, and the next thing he'd break into a story. And the next thing he'd stick his teeth out. My dad had a projector, um, which was kind of a big oh. a deal in those days. We had a projector, yeah. you know, the old 70 millimeter films. And he had mm. two films. One was, I remember, Frankenstein and the Villagers, and the other one was Dracula, which was Boris Karloff. And this was before yeah. they were on TV, you know, and we had mm. this projector, and he'd put it on a stand and put a, pull a screen down, and all the neighbours' kids would come in, and he'd show this 10-minute film, it was only 10 minutes long, of Frankenstein and the Villagers, and we'd be terrified. We'd be wow. having nightmares for yeah. days, yeah. you know. Mm. Oh, stop. Derry, well, hang on. Derry, enjoy the party. Join the Halloween party. Yeah, hi. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Help the Halloween party. Do you remember we used to, we used to say help yeah. the Halloween party, not this trick-or-treat business. Trick or treat. Yeah. That's the American, of course. We yeah. stole it, didn't we? Yeah, well, uh, I suppose yeah. the internet was bound to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, but go on. Yeah, no, I've um, uh, a ghost story that happened to me, and um, I, for about two years, gone back there, uh, not that terribly long ago, I went uh, house and pet sitting. And I did it in Ireland, I did it in England, I did it in America, I did it, you name it, I did it. Anyway, I happened to come upon this place in Kilkenny and I met up with the people. And they lived in a very old house that was kind of half castle, half not. It was seven, 17 something it was built. So I was minding two. Rothweilers, geese, 
you name it, I was buying it. And I was also measuring the rain from that Aaron, by the way, because that's what they used to do, so I had to do it every day. Mm-hmm. However, I was sleeping in this bedroom um, upstairs in this really old house on my own, and every night this merciful bang used to start happening behind the headboard. And I was going, oh, God's sake, would you just let me go to sleep? And I got up one day after this, and I said, right. And I went into the room where the knocking was coming from. Okay. And I went freezing cold. Yeah. The hair stood in the back of my neck. Right. And I said, oh, Jesus, will you just leave me alone? And I was there for two weeks. And then when the couple came back, I said, I know which bed he died in. And they said, what do you mean? I said, I know which bed he died in. Who was he? And they said, did you not read the article we left beside your bed? And I said, I sure I didn't have time to <laughs> so many animals. And um, anyway, the story was... The house originally was owned by this couple who employed a tutor from Kerry, who I think they only had one kid, and I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, a private tutor. The wife of in the house had an affair with him. And There's always now an affair in it, isn't there? Does it not go on? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bit not of sex, bit of debauchery. Yeah, you can't. I know, no, I'm just saying you can't. You can't beat mixing a bit of, you know, a bit of. Oh no, you have to have an affair. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, so she decides to kill the husband, and she gave him rat poison, and he died in that room where the banging was coming from. Where the banging was coming from. Right. You sure it wasn't? You sure it wasn't somebody else having a in the room behind you? No, 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 no. See, even Margaret gets that. Now, this is documented. Yeah. This is documented. Yeah. Um, Are you listening to this, Maureen? You're terrified. I am. Yeah, go. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. I've had it myself. I know what you're talking about. S- sounds like a bit of a you, happy you, house. Do we have listeners in Kilkenny? Do we have listeners in Kilkenny? Yeah. No, no, we're not licensed in Kilkenny. Okay. Well, okay, because they would know about this story. Oh, okay. Your uh, man, anyway, tutor was... Uh, accused of killing the husband and the wife disappeared off somewhere right. and he was sentenced to death so he was hung in the street somewhere in the gallows as you would and the priest, yeah. yeah and the priest went to bless him when he took him down and he, the priest discovered he wasn't dead they hadn't broken his neck sadly wasn't done properly so he snuck him home to his house got him back to full health and allegedly he went to America that is a true story. Wow. There you go. There you go. Trust Terry Antman so, with a really good one there. Maureen, yeah, you're, you're, well, Maureen, apart from your field fella, we, we haven't really had a good story from you yet. Is that the best story you can come up with in Clan of Guilty? Well, <laughs> what kind of story do you want to hear? Do you want to oh, hear... Ghosts. Um, ghosts, Maureen. Well, 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 okay. So, um, one of my granduncles, okay? Yeah. I was very close to him. Yeah. And uh, he was in hospital here at the time. He was sick and, you know. So this night, now I, he died. Uh, what age was I when he died? I was about 13, I think. And I was in bed. And at that time, the house we lived in, there were just new houses that were built. They were the open plan 
stairs, you know, the ones that open back. The tiled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were tiled. Yeah. So my granduncle had a bad leg. You see, he, he was kicked with, by a horse many years before that. And he had a limp. So I was in bed. And I was reading a book. And on, suddenly I heard the, the footsteps on the steps of the stairs. And I listened. I thought, well, I kind of, kind of heard, listened first and I went back to my book. Oh, I can hear it. So I listened again. I could hear because Khan had a slow walk and he dragged the leg. Bad leg, right? So I heard it. I heard, I listened to the footsteps coming up the stairs. And I listened to them coming across the hall of the landing and they stopped at my door. Well, I screamed that place down and my father hopped out of the bed. <laughs> and he came in and he's searching the wardrobe and he was searching everywhere. But that wasn't it. My, my father, God rest him, did, didn't believe in that kind of thing. He had never believed in it before, but he kind of did. Not and do you believe it? Do you he believe it? Himself. I do. I oh. do, Niall, I do. And I'll be honest, which I do. Okay. And um, he mm. said... My mother told me this after. He never spoke about it after. But my mother told me, um, and you know, funeral and everything was over, and um, everything a couple of weeks later. So she said to me, I "Remember that night that you were you screamed the place down?" I said, "Yes." I said, "Because Granduncle Con was coming upstairs." I said, "I know he had a limp." I said, "It was Granduncle Con." Well, my father had said to my mother, and from Anne, he said, "Did you hear that?" And uh, my mother said, "No." And she said, "What did you hear?" And he told him, he said, I heard, he said, quite plainly. And he, he used to read, read as well. Footstep. He was in bed reading. No. He heard, Maureen, are you there, Maureen? Because that's what my granduncle would say. But the ghost wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't say, go, wouldn't, yeah but no, but Maureen, no. He heard Maureen, the voice, Maureen, are you there? Are you there? Maureen. And that's when, when he'd come in, if he was looking for me, that's exactly what he'd say. Are you there, Maureen, great story, by the way. Everybody shit themselves now. Thank you, Darianne. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Maureen. And by the way, if you're at home at the moment and you're on your own, are you on your own in the house? It's very windy out, isn't it? Maybe those noises that you hear upstairs, as I said earlier on, they might not be wind. There could be somebody up there. Or if you're lying in your bed right now, is there somebody under the bed? Have a look. Put your hand down. Be careful that might grab your hand. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.